Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Stephen, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Good stuff. Uh, I suppose the first thing we have to get into is the Ireland team has been named for the Italy match this weekend. What is your reaction to the starting line? Yeah, I think it's I think it's brilliant. There's it seems like there's a bit of uh, fresh air being blown into this Ireland system uh, with the debutants hopefully going to four of them, you know, two of them starting, two of them on the bench. Um, he seems to be picking on form, like so Peter O'Mahony's on the bench. Gillen Dora seems to be flying uh, on all fronts. So I think it's really encouraging. Um, I'll give the other guys who are on the fringes a little bit of hope as well that you know maybe their opportunity or their chance is just around the corner. So yeah, as soon as the team sheet come up, I was looking for the, the names that you know aren't regularly on the team sheet, um, and it's brilliant to see. You had your thoughts going into the these two games now in terms of what Ireland should be looking to get out of the Six Nations. Like it's so strange. I remember you uh, previewing the first game of this year's Six Nations was it eight months ago? <laughs> Exactly. Years ago. Thought that, yeah, come game <laughs> four, it'll be eight months later. Like, I mean, we're, with the outside channel, are you looking at that or trying to get the likes of Keenan that bit of game to a bit of experience looking ahead to maybe the Autumn Nations Cup and obviously into next year? Yeah, I like it. You know, obviously, if this was England that we were playing, um, you know, this weekend, I don't think that there would be as many changes in the squad. Um, but yeah, like the the end goal of, of this Six Nations or last year's Six Nations, the way you want to you want to word it, is to win it. That's to win the competition. And every single lad that is is in that camp at the minute, that's in that bubble, um, that's training day in day out. Their main focus is to try and win this Six Nations title. What's up first? They've got Italy. They have to get a bonus point win. They have to show that they're dominant uh, and try and build on that. And you know that will hopefully build nicely into the Autumn Nations Cup that everybody's also very excited about as well. Stevie, can I ask you about uh, Will Connors? Like, I think we're probably going to talk about Hugo Keenan. It might be as, as as interesting thing, but for for me, Connors is someone we've talked about him on the show a few times. We've talked about the the incredible amount of number sevens that Leinster have, but I still do think he's kind of a new player in a way, and he's probably somebody that a lot of people mightn't have seen play in any kind of. Uh, you know, a lot of people that might just tune in for Ireland games or might kind of like half watch Lancer, you know, and you know the way people are. It's like, what is it about this guy? Because he has seemed to come and sort of passed out a number of players that that seem to be in that position. Like Lancer have four or five viable number sevens alone, never mind what's in the rest of the provinces. But what is it about this guy that's catapulted him up to sort of the top of that list so soon? I think that the first thing for me is that he never has a bad game. And that's, you know, that's a real good trait to have when you're a rugby player is that you're always... 90, 95% and then you know when the big games come around you can up it a little bit more as well and that's something that I see with Will Connors when I first initially saw Scott Penny come onto the scene yeah. um, there was a few games that I was like geez this fellow's going to you know, push Van der Fleer hard um, Sean O'Brien obviously was, was on his way out from Leinster at that stage but he seemed to be the next guy in line and then all of a sudden Will Connors has just leapfrogged um, it seems to be the both of them I watched him take down Marcel Coutier with ease um, and those couple of Ulster games that he, he played against him. And, and for me, he's probably one of the best number eights in the world. So to be able to do that um, and, and back it up, and he backed it up a couple of games in a row, I think is testament to him. I just hope he, he isn't the biggest lad, and that's why I think he, he, he does go low an awful lot. But when he does go low, he's absolutely flying into the tackles. There's, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure 
there's much care about his body, um, but he's young, uh, and I'm sure he'll pick up a few nickels along the way. But he is just super competitive. Um, he really explodes into the tackle. And for me, why he's getting a little bit of success at the minute and why he's being selected for Ireland is because he's he, he doesn't have a bad game and uh, and he always rises to the, the, the big occasion. And you know he's going to have his work cut out at the weekend, um, tackling a few big Italians, but I'm sure he'll be up to the challenge. Yeah, and what about the the back row in general? Then the the collection of that. It's a, I think it's always a surprise for people to see Peter Matney on the bench, but there is something exciting about sort of the 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 way that Doris and Sander can maybe kind of like you know um, switch between positions or two kind of ball carriers. It's definitely a different makeup of a back row when you don't have someone like Peter Matney in there as well, especially as you might not have the kind of the main go to line out jumper as well in the second row. Yeah, like, uh, of course, set piece. You know, it, it is everything. Um, you look at the World Cup final; the scrum was was everything. Um, and if your line out doesn't go to plan, you know, it can also have an impact. So I think Peter Amani has definitely got a role to play in this Irish uh, setup going forward. Um, but is he as good a player currently now as you uh, as the the three of us are sitting chatting here? He's not as good as Doris, and that's why I think Doris is in there, um, and and deservedly so. And, you know, he's going to have to try and take that jersey off Pete's back um, this weekend uh, if he does that. And I believe he will. He's been really, really good on the ball. Defensively, doesn't make too many errors. Um, pretty good under the high ball. He's not a bad line-out option himself, but he's very, very young. And, you know, this experience at the high level will serve him really well going forward. So, yes, again, I like Andy Farrell's selection where he's, he's went with the younger, um, inexperienced player. But he's playing the better rugby. He's playing in the bigger games over the last uh, six weeks uh, to two months, uh, and he's got the nod. But as I go back to my first point, there, I still think that Pete's got a, a big part to play in this Ireland team over the over the next year. And a lot of people will probably write Pete off, you know, because he's on the bench and he's been there week in week out. But for the last what five six years, like he made his international debut with me, ironically against uh, against Italy. Um, so, you know, since that period, he's, he's been in the squad consistently and uh, people will write him off, but he's the type of character, the type of player, um, the determination that he shows uh, on a weekly basis wearing the, the red of Munster, I, I think, you know, certainly nobody should count him out. Yeah, I should mention anybody watching live, you can get involved in the comments, of course, with any of your uh, opinions or any questions you have for Stephen. Looking at, of course, the fullback position, Stephen, is another one because there were a lot of decisions for one reason or another between injuries and the likes of uh, Rob Carney obviously having left last year that this was a, it's a difficult one at the minute um, in terms of Andy Farrell's selection headaches. Jacob Stockdale, we've seen him at the back end of last season uh, get some game time at fullback for Ulster. Do you think it's something he's going to continue to grow into um, and how happy you are with to see him at fullback? Yeah, um, again, I'm not sure where all this kind of came from. He was, you know, setting records on the wing for Ireland. Um, he was playing brilliantly for, for Ulster on the wing. Um, and then, yes, he did play a lot of rugby at, at fullback for the under-20s and he was, he was pretty good. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, a few months ago, um, after lockdown, he was you know, the 15 jersey a couple of times just before we went into lockdown, he was wearing a 15 jersey. Um, and I, I'm just not sure. Like, there's there's a small bit more responsibility. Um, he isn't as good under the high ball as the likes of Rob Carney. So, for, for me, he's still got a lot to prove. 
Um, he's had a couple of shockers over the last, you know, let's call a spade a spade here. Like he's had a couple of absolute howlers over the last couple of months. But yet he's had some fantastic performances. And one of those being his last performance against the Ospreys, which I was covering. Um, and he was phenomenal and showed exactly what he's all about. He controlled the game. He played. He, he made a, a line break. He didn't throw a stupid offload. He put the kick down in behind him, using the conditions, turning a tired team around. And he just seemed to play a smarter band of rugby um, at game. So maybe he's had a talking to. I'm not sure. But he certainly needed to buck up his ideas, um, considering you know he, he was way off the pace. Um, you know, you look at that Toulouse game. Um, would Andy Farrell picked him the following week after that a fullback? I don't, I don't think he would. I suppose the other person, the elephant in the room for this, and has been a big talking point this week after the Champions Cup final at the weekend. Is Simon Zebo? There's been lots of chat, of course. Uh, whether this rule uh, should be relaxed in terms of uh, should we be welcome the likes of Zebo Donald Ryan was another one. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on that? You obviously the very good reasons uh, I think for, for for not uh, allowing players to play. They want to keep them here at home, protect them with the provinces. Um, yeah. But then it's hard when you look at Zebo playing so well. Yeah, it is. I, I think somebody like Donald Ryan, you know, he's 34, 35 now. I think. He he would say himself, look, I don't want, I don't particularly want to come back and play international rugby at this stage of my career. However, Simon Zebu is a different different animal all altogether. Um, it's interesting even hearing Gareth Steenson talk about, you know, uh, obviously winning the European Cup with Exeter and the limited opportunity that he had to play or give himself the chance to play for Ireland because of the rules in place that, um, you know, you have to play. Well, apart from Johnny Sexton when he moved to Racing, that you have to play for uh, a province um, to get selected for Ireland. And as he said, you know, that's that's a small group of players um, that you know, the coaches have to pick from. And uh, he tried his best weekend week out for Exeter and, you know, did ne- never got a phone call. So, yeah, it is tough. I think somebody like Simon Zebo, he has the X factor. He was brilliant in that final against Exeter. Um, I don't know why the heck he was was brought off. He, he did look like he was limping ever so slightly coming off, so maybe that was the reason. But um, if there was any questions or doubts around Simon Zebo, um, if he still got it, like he turned it on in, in that final, which was a ferocious game, high-intensity game, uh, and he stepped up to the mark. Like So um, for me, I believe you lads might have more information than me is his contract up at the end of the season you know he seems to be enjoying himself at, at Racing would they look to hold on to him or you know I'm sure Munster would like to have him back uh, all the fans as well of course yeah it's, it's, I think it's a good point just in terms of you never really think of it we're always thinking of it the other way with Zebo in terms of the star player or whatever going over whereas sometimes especially if you look at Leinster now there could be some players in the pecking order that would benefit from the experience abroad but that you know they don't want to leave obviously because it might rule them out yeah um like he took a chance and i think you know the the contract that was maybe put in front of him or or was there a contract put in front of him um but before he signed for racing i think there was there's a few question marks all around that but like fair play to him he's made the right decision for him for his family and we've seen a lot of players do that in the past and it hasn't went well and you know like I'm a massive fan of Simon Zebo. I think he brings something different to the table every time he plays. Um, he's a top top guy. He's a good lad. Now that Joe Smith isn't involved in the Irish setup, um, would it be a good time to bring him back in? 
um, just to see how, how, how he gets on. I think him and Andy Farrell would probably get on reasonably well too. So, uh, yeah, who knows what's around the corner. But this rule of not being able to play international rugby because you play for a different club team, uh, it's... It's one that's got divided opinions across the whole of uh, the whole of Irish rugby for sure. Yeah, I suppose the IRFU's point would always be just a worry about the floodgates opening if there's more money in France and France. And look, we're almost out of time though. I do want to something that jumped out at me. Uh, looking at Ladbrokes, Italy are plus twenty eight, or Ireland are minus twenty eight. Maybe if you want to be more positive about it. Um, for this week, but I don't know if I'm that positive about it, I have to say, Stevie, because 28 points is a lot, um, you know, and we haven't really seen Ireland put in that kind of performance in quite a while, even if it is at home against Italy. Yeah, home against Italy, no fans in the stadium, no atmosphere. Um, I'm not sure the emotions will be high standing singing national anthems and you don't have 50,000, you know, singing along with you. I, I just don't know. If uh, if that handicap really, yeah, like 28 points is a lot. It is a lot of points in international rugby. However, Italy haven't played in a long time. These Irish boys have played at a high level consistently over the last couple of months, played in big games. Johnny Sexton played in big games. Um, and I, I think... I think they'll get close to that, to be honest with you. I, I just think that, yes, Italy play with emotion and they play with that raw intensity, but that only lasts for so long in their game. And, uh, yeah, I just think that this Ireland team will, will get close to that. Will they beat it? Jeez, I don't know. I might go for alternative A or B if there's a few more points. <laughs> <in that. laughs> well, there you have it. I think we're all excited to see International will be back this weekend. Stephen, thanks a million for joining us.